Hello everyone and welcome to the Home Birth Experience. I am excited this evening to have had dinner with some friends and former clients, Lauren and Todd. How are you this evening? We're good. Yeah, doing awesome. Great. So Lauren and Todd had their baby in October and they graciously said that they would share their story on the podcast after listening to the podcast um, throughout their pregnancy. And so I kind of wanted to ask you first, how did you find me? Like, how did you find home birth? How did you come to, to determine all that? Because this wasn't your first baby, so you'd already been through this before. Right. Do you want me to start? Um, actually, Todd is the one who wanted a home birth with our first, and I vetoed it very quickly. And um, his sister, Julie was always pro home birth. We watched the business of being born together before kids were even in the picture. And I was just like, nope, that is not for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Julie hasn't had kids, right? Julie has not had kids, okay. um, but she is passionate about home birth and loves, she just like loves watching videos and has always just talked to me very openly about birth. And so when we were talking about kid number two, she brought it up again and said, um, Oh, have you considered it for kid number two? And I was like, I don't know. And we were in the heat of COVID. And she's like, think about like what it could mean for kid number two. Like what, what would that look like? And I'm like, you're right. Like it, it's definitely like a route to consider. And I, we had a really good trauma-free birth with Claire. So I guess it, I was like, well, now that I've had one and I know what it's like, <laughs> we could think about it. Um, so then what happened, we got pregnant and I think it came up right away. Right? And you were on board from the beginning. Yeah, I uh, I have a thing with hospitals, so <laughs> I was trying to convince Lauren to not do the birth in the hospital. But yeah, definitely with the COVID stuff and just not really wanting to deal with all that, I think that really pushed us over the edge. And uh, yeah, I was super excited when Lauren said she wanted to go that route, and um, it was really cool. And you didn't have any reservations. Like a lot of dads, they have all the what ifs. Like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Yeah, I was, I was like super excited. I, I'm just kind of like, I just kind of ready to go with the flow with it. I, I wasn't too concerned at all. I, I thought it was going to be better. Like from the beginning, I knew it was going to be a better experience. I knew that it was just going to be more comfortable at home. Um, and I just, I was like so confident it was going to be good. I was just excited. I, I, didn't, I wasn't really worried about anything, to be honest. And I could tell that from your prenatal visits because you were really involved in her care and tried to make it to as many prenatal Every, visits. Almost. And there got to a certain point where I was like, okay, we're going to have to have a visit without Todd because I got to have like a <laughs> girl heart to heart because this dude's like so on board. Oh, yeah. He's so chill about it. But I could tell there was still like you needed to yep. let something out, and yeah, which we eventually got to. Yeah. And, um, and you were at that one, but you came in late. Um, and then there were a couple others that he wasn't at. Yeah. A couple, yeah, a couple things about Todd. He, he's very much like a, you'll do what your heart and mind says you'll do. So like think positively about this and like give it your all and like, it'll happen. Like make it happen basically. And I'm like, that's easier said than done, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Cause with your first baby, you had an epidural. I did. Yeah. And yeah, that's part of our, our story in my, my what, what should I say? Like, I knew I could do it because uh -huh. I handled contractions and pretty much everything up until the epidural with Claire really well in the hospital. 
And I told Julia, like, one of the first times we met, I'm really scared of feeling the baby coming out. But I'm not scared of the labor. And right. I, I think I could see that, like, when I through the labor with Connor. I definitely saw that with your labor with Connor. Yeah. Because when I checked you, I was shocked to find out how far <laughs> yeah. along you were because you were completely fearless as far as contractions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the hard, the hardest part was really when the baby was coming out. I was that was hard. Yeah. Um So so you finally got over the hurdle. You're like, okay, I can explore this option. Right. So Julie I think it was before I found out we were pregnant and she like knew like we were trying or going to be trying and she shared your account with me. I don't know how she found you. It was on Instagram and she's like, it's, it's named Cleveland Homebirth. Like there is someone in your area doing this. <laughs> like, come on. There's, there's female, like there's women birthing babies at home, like around you. And I'm like, okay. And so I followed your account, found the podcast and I just like listened religiously. And I think I probably found out I was pregnant, listened more. I don't remember the exact timeline. And it opened my eyes. I listened from, like, when you started it, like, on. So chronologically. And just, like, every story was different, but, like, every outcome was the same. Like, there was a healthy baby, and all these women did it. Like, and then I found the um, home Happy Home Birth podcast Uh a little later, and I was just, like, encouraged. But I really was sold. And and then another huge part was um, Todd and... Julie, um, they also have another brother, Trent. <laughs> so their mom, Marie, was on board. Like, that's really cool. And I had to do a little convincing with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just, like, brought the facts. Like, it really is safe. And, like, we were found a midwife who knows what she's doing. And here's her experience. And um, here's, like, what could come of this. Um, and she, like, listened and was like, if, if you think it's the best option, like, go for it. And then she mm-hmm. became a really big part of that journey yeah she um, did she was there she would yeah and she was like we had one meeting a couple weeks out like before connor's due date and we had the whole like everybody there that was going to be at the birth like we had planned on at least and um she was really on board and she was encouraging too like yeah that's when i had my breakthrough and she was like you got this like yep. she wasn't fearful and i was like okay <laughs> she did she was 100 percent on board at that yeah, point it was I really cool that. Yeah. Yeah, so our family was a huge part, but I didn't... (laughs) Todd wanted to share with everybody that we were having a home birth, and I only told, like, (laughs) my people, like, my community. I didn't post about it, and it wasn't... It wasn't, like, a doubt that... There wasn't a doubt that I couldn't do it. I'm not great with, like, just confrontation in general, and I did not want everyone trying to tell me it was the wrong choice. It was just like, wasn't healthy for like me. Well, that is true. I always caution people that you have to be careful who you tell things to because whoever you tell something to, like you're going to get feedback. Yeah. You have to be ready for feedback. Yeah. I, um, I'm a school teacher at Avon, but I was, I'd like proudly tell people like, yeah, we're going to have a home (laughs) birth. And after it happened, I went back to school uh, and I told the kids like, yeah, baby was born right in the living room. They're like, that's so cool. Like, I, it was just really fun to share. I, I, it was, it just makes for an awesome story. And it was way more fun than it was. Sitting in um, the hospital. Th- yeah, sitting in the hospital. So like, I was telling everybody, it's kind of well, it fun. And that's really cool. I never thought about that aspect that you were telling your students because who yeah. knows? Years later, when they go to have families, they yeah. that may have been the only yep. time that they heard that that was something you could actually yeah. do. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. agree. Yeah, definitely a good thing to share. 
with yeah. kids. Yeah, and that's that was like my boundary. I'm like, I want to tell, like, I want my people to know, and just anyone who knew I was pregnant, um, they should know that that's like the route I'm taking. I wasn't like secretive, but I didn't tell the social media world until after because right. um, I thought there'd be a lot of questions there, and there'd be people who would personally reach out to me to like feel like they had an opinion and they didn't like they didn't have an opinion in our route um but it was also really it made the journey really sweet Uh kind of keeping it like just between like our family and our our close people um because they were all really supportive and really invested and it was exciting. Then it was really exciting to share the story afterward. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, we did this. Yeah, your victory story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think about your prenatal care? It was so good. Yeah. The we I listened to the podcast and you talked about the importance of like interviewing your midwife and just making sure that you connected. And I have this feeling like so your first episode is you with Christina, I think. Yeah. And I don't know, I think she shares her story in the first one. She does. Um, but I got such a good, like, read of both of you through that that one. And then I just kept listening. And you shared a lot about yourself. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click with this person. Like, we just align on a lot of things. And I really trust her. Um, like I, I just feel like I will connect with her. Um, and we took you, like, I remember having a list of questions I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you. And... So we didn't interview anyone else. It was just you. Um, and I remember we got in the car. You left saying, pray about it and let let us know. Let me know. Mm-hmm. And we got in the car. And I was like, okay, we'll pray about it. But I'm pretty sure we're going to go with Julia. <laughs> and you said the same thing. You're like, I think she's it. Like, I think this is the route so we're going to take. when you know, you know. You just know. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good to, like, it's not that we shouldn't have thoughtfully prayed. And, and we did. Like, just kind of that confirmation. Like, making sure this was the route we were supposed to take. And, um... But it, it was, yeah, it was so good. So prenatal care, I think I just described it as, like, wholesome. Wholesome and comprehensive. I liked, we sat on your couch, like, every um, every appointment. And, and you had changed. You had just more clients. And so mm-hmm. you said, like, I, sometimes I go to houses, but, like, now it's just easier for you guys to come to me because I can see more and I will come to you, um, just not, like, early on. Mm-hmm. But we liked that. It was close to your work, too, so we could just, like, meet up there. You had toys for Claire to play with, so she came to every almost every appointment too, yep. and I think that was a huge part. She really like trusted you too, and kind of knew what, she didn't know. She's only a toddler, so she didn't know like what was happening, but like she knew there was a baby in my belly, uh-huh. and she knew why we were going to like you were checking Connor, you were checking his heartbeat, yeah. um, and she like adored you and just loved playing there. But yeah, it was prenatal care was just full of like asking questions and getting answers and just like asking about each other's lives which is really important um I'm a very relational person not that you aren't but you also just I think you like absorbing it all and you weren't afraid to ask questions either um which I I really liked we didn't have that experience with like traditional OB care you didn't really go to appointments right no yeah it was just super comfortable and like I said like it's it was a lot more personable than like a hospital or a doctor's office setting just I just thought it was like it was almost like a second home yeah and uh that's true yeah it was just I mean I looked forward to them like to go except for that time that I stuck your finger yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you still handle that so well yeah 
Yeah, you I did like okay. You so much that time. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did okay with it, you all did things okay? considered. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get the blood tice, yeah. type to see what the baby's blood type would be because I had Rogam. Uh-huh. I had to get yeah. So you are RH negative. So people that don't know about yes. that, you know, you're ABO and then there's an RH factor. And if you're RH negative, mom's RH negative and dad is RH positive there's a possibility of the baby being Rh positive and mom's body becoming sensitized yes. if the blood mixes. So, but if dad's negative, then it's not an issue. So we thought, well, let's find out what Todd's blood type is. And he was like, well, I don't really like needles, <laughs> but I'll take one for the well, team. Well, and yeah. we thought we had to go somewhere else. And you yeah. were like, I can do it right here. Yeah, and I, like, I can yes. send it away. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, like we're in a home. You yeah. can just stick me right here, like on the couch or whatever in the room. It yeah. was very comfortable. Yep. You were yeah. a champ. Yeah, so he was RH positive, and so you decided to get the Rogam to prevent your yeah. body from creating antibodies if your blood mix. It's very rare, but... Yeah. Um, and I did it with Claire. I was, like, prepared. I knew what it looked like, and I, I knew why I was getting it. And I suppose, like, everyone has an opinion about everything, and I'm sure some people would have said, like, you don't need to at all. Um, but I felt I felt comfortable going that route. And we actually had, ble- like... We did it, the timing that we set up was, like, appropriate. Like, I only had to get one shot and then another one right after something. Right. And yeah, um, it, it, was a, it was a good choice for us, so. Right, and since we had a friendly doctor that yeah. would write you a prescription, we were able to give it at home. And yeah, that's a, a nice thing, too, because if you had to go to the hospital. But it is, I mean, you have to do everything fully informed. Yeah. And some people choose not to get Rogam, but I, the majority of my clients that are RH negative get it. Yeah, just you just to be don't on the know. safe side. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. We talked a lot about diet during your prenatal care. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, it was like the first or second official visit. And you were like, so tell me what you eat. And I was like, lots of crackers and bread. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was just like honest because I knew you wanted me to be. And you never were like, you're doing this. You were like, so what do you think is the biggest food group in your diet that you consume? And I was like, carbs. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like you got me to answer my own question. Um, and then we just talked about like the importance of getting that protein up, obviously just putting good things in and drinking a ton of water. And so I really, like, I really stuck to that. I, I think after that appointment, you like, like kindly scared me into like doing the work (laughs) and I did I took it pretty seriously yeah you Um, did you took it seriously mm -hmm. and you felt good at least what you were telling me I did you felt good your whole pregnancy I would come see you and you'd be like I feel great yeah I didn't have like Mm -hmm. the typical like dehydration issues that and I don't remember having those with Claire might have but I know a lot of women do like you're you're sustaining another life in you now and so yeah you just would headaches can happen more often and like all those things and every time I felt good and it, the only thing that bugged me was like something I already knew did which was dairy and like I would take like I would choose like do I want to feel crappy today then I'll right. eat some ice cream like <laughs> I but I knew I knew what made my body feel good I knew I felt so much better with all that water and I was able to like I was going until my labor date like I didn't yeah. I wasn't stopping <laughs> yeah I mean I thought we were really active too um like while Lauren was pregnant, we, I mean, we, we went kayaking, we drove cross, cross country from Phoenix to Cleveland, we went hiking and at uh, Arches Park. Um, 
yeah, we just, I just thought we were really active and I thought that was good. And I was always sensitive to like, well, I don't want to like push Lauren into doing something she doesn't want to do. But uh, I just think that it was really good to just be outside and active. And like, obviously the diet was a positive change. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think it was just a lot of practical common sense things that just helped make the whole process easier. Yeah. yeah. I felt good because of all, yeah, all those things. And it's good that you worked as a team. And like you just said, it was not pushing her too much, but encouraging common sense, good, healthy choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to get out and get fresh air and be active. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I think and we had a lot of really sweet moments yeah. before Connor was born, like in the month of September and October, um, where we were like out on the, the boards with Claire. And it was like, it was like a really nice kayaking, paddleboarding weather. And I just remember thinking, like, this is so sweet. Like, this is one of our last, like, core family of three memories. And we I was a- just like, at, I think we did something on my due date. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then uh, it, I remember thinking, uh, I'm at 37 weeks, and I'm just, like, kayaking on Lake Erie. <laughs> like, yeah. cool. It was, it was fun. We did a bike ride in Pennsylvania, like, in September. This would have been, like, a month before September, October, or September, August, I can't remember. But it was, like, a four-mile bike ride, and Lauren was doing better than I was. <laughs> You were carrying Claire though, but yeah. And I remember thinking, like, all right, we're both we're both carrying children. Like, (laughs) we have this is an equal fair, fair playing field. A lot of fun memories. Like, just the whole process was just like really good. It was just just fun, and I just thought it was very smooth. Yeah, you got to enjoy it and not be worried. Yeah, and I really we really weren't. And I think that also comes with the quality prenatal care like I didn't have a lot of worries because anytime I did I just asked Uh and I felt very comfortable asking you'd bring up some things that like we should discuss um, and I never felt like anything was off the table to talk about Mm -hmm. it was very open and so I felt very confident like walking in yeah and we can even talk like we could talk about that the day that you came over and I it was I don't know if you had been to our house before that might have been the first time. But Christina was there. My mom was there. And you came late. Um, and I just wanted, I think the purpose was honestly just like, it was an appointment, but I wanted you to at least meet my mom because I knew for sure she would be she there. She would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and that was partially like, so Todd was more comfortable with the home birth in general. But we didn't know, like, he did, <laughs> with Claire's birth, like, you sat at my head. Yeah. There was yeah. no, like... He didn't really have to be involved. He kind of, he said, like, he didn't want to see the whole thing. Like, and I respected that. But there, and it was just kind of, like, seamless. Like, she came out, and we, yeah. So I was like, I just don't know how he's going to handle, like, he's going to see a lot. And so mm-hmm. who knows? Like, who knows if you're going to, like, pass out? I don't know. And so I knew I needed someone else other than Todd there, just as, like, a, a backup. But it's well, really funny because she didn't, like, in hindsight, my mom played no part other than, like, I mean, emotional support. Yeah. But you were, it's so cool. Like, you were literally the one doing all the all the helping. And we wanted somebody there to watch Claire, but then Claire ended up not being there. Yeah, and so, well, that was something I, that was part of the, the plan was that my mother-in-law was going to come and either grab Claire or depending on where I was at in labor, she might stick around with Claire. Like, she was, my mom was going to be there for Todd and I and Marie was going to be there for... Claire, but I didn't know how that was going to like look yeah. if we're in the middle of the night. Like, is she going to sleep and then come grab her in the morning? Or like, do I want them away or do I want them here? Like, I just didn't know. I didn't really have a clear cut plan for how I wanted Claire and my mother-in-law incorporated because I didn't know how I would be feeling. 
And we talked about the pressure of like too many people. Yep. And how I would do. Like I just wasn't sure. Um, and so I and I explained that all to like I remember having conversations with Todd's mom. Like this is kind of my plan. Like I don't know how it's gonna go. So can you be this person for me? Like can you be Claire's like call like on call person? And then just depending on how it goes. But she ended up having a pretty severe asthma attack the night I was in labor. And they had to take her to the ER in the morning, which was That wild. was so hard for you, wasn't yeah. it? It was. It's really interesting to reflect on because it was, it was crazy. And I wouldn't have, like, I would have never thought that something like that would happen. Mostly because we were like, we just don't want to have to be at the hospital at all. And then, like, our own daughter is, like, in the hospital when we're birthing yeah. at home. Um, she essentially, like, was having some breathing stuff going on after a cold and then was up all night. I was having, like, mild contractions throughout the night. But she was up screaming. And we're like, something isn't right. And we got her up. And she, like, couldn't breathe. We did her nebulizer treatment. Wasn't better. And we called your parents in the morning and said, like, she has to go somewhere. But we can't take her because I'm in labor. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm not sending Todd. He's staying. So can you guys do that? And, of course, they were like, yes, we'll be right over. They came over. They realized how bad it was. I don't think we were even crediting it, like, we didn't realize how bad it was in just a second set of eyes. My mother-in-law was like, we're racing to the ER. They like ran red lights. <laughs> they were like, we got to get her there. Mm -hmm. And then she got transported to Cleveland Clinic, um, like main campus, ended up in the pedi pediatric ICU for a couple of days. But it's also like just a grace from God that it was so intense, but I wasn't, I had like one moment where I was like, like, just like, this is really crazy. Like I didn't anticipate it to look this way, but most of the time I felt a lot of peace because I knew entirely that like she was cared for. Mm -hmm. There was no like, like our, my in-laws just like had it covered and Marine, there wasn't even like, she didn't have to like keep calling me like, do you want it? Like she just handled it. And that's what I needed. Um, and I love both of our mom's personalities and how like how they're gifted in, like, these different ways because my mother-in-law gets things done. Like, she was the best person to be with Claire at that hospital, and my mom was the best person to have here to be like, what do you need right now? Like, I'll make you food and, like, <laughs> all the all those things. It was mm -hmm. just, it was kind of wild. God is so good. But yeah, um, she was totally taken care of, and uh, we would just get updates throughout the day. And labor wasn't really intense that day. I just, like, wasn't leaving the house either. Um, it went kind of slowly, progressed really slowly throughout the day. Yeah, because I remember, like, texting you throughout the day. Yeah. When I did you actually ask us to come over? So, um, Friday, Friday evening, <laughs> this is funny, too, I, I do daycare, and so I had my kiddos all week, and I wasn't ever sure if, like, I was going to go into labor when they were here, but I had a plan for all of that, and, like... I just felt this like release after they left and mm -hmm. my my I had like water leakage that night. Yeah. Um and Claire, I remember taking giving her like a warm bath cuz she was sick and I got in with her and I was like this is kind of nice and I think it was around that time that my water's broke or there were leak was leakage so I let you know and you said I have a feeling this is starting so sleep as much as you can, rest as much as you can. Um and like we'll talk tomorrow basically like I think we both knew like I was just gonna kind of like sleep that night and I did other than Claire's like asthma stuff um and then the next day everything just kind of progressed slowly we texted a couple times 
you're like, I'm gearing up for the birthday party. It was just yeah. like so fun. And, <laughs> and you had like, you would send me a text of like your breakfast and your Bible. And you're like, all right, like, let me know when you need me. Oh yeah, that's right. It was I did so send cool. you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it was so special to me of, too. Like, breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it though. I was like, Julia, like Julia, she like is genuinely like just ready. Like whenever yeah. I need her. Um, but we, oh, and then the, another helpful thing you told me, and we'll go back to having the meeting in the living room or whatever, but, like, on Labor Day, on our Labor Day, um, I called you, gave you an update, and you are like, I want you to go through, like, a, what, what was it, routine? Rest, eat, activity, yeah. rest. So, yeah, like, sleep or rest, um, wake up and, like, eat something, make sure you're, um, you have nutrition and, like, you're hydrated, and then do some sort of activity, not some, something intense. I remember telling Todd that, and he's like, you want to go on a bike ride? Yeah. <laughs> go? And I was like, no. That'd be real comfortable, Todd. Uh, <laughs> contractions. Let's just walk, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we took a walk around the neighborhood once. I, like, just made food. We got the pool ready, like, it was very like tangible to have an activity or like a, a schedule kind of to follow. Um, and I'm more of like a schedule oriented person. So that was cool too. And around, I was doing really well. My mom was the one who was like, you should probably call Julia. And it was around oh, right. eight maybe. And I, I, I didn't say rush over. I said, why don't you guys like leave your houses around nine and you yeah. can get here. Yeah. I just didn't want you guys hanging out when things I felt like they were moving slowly they were moving but I was like is everyone just gonna be like sitting in the living room I don't know and my mom's like but like let's let's just evaluate how you're handling your contractions like they are more intense you might not think so but I can tell and I'm like okay you're right <laughs> and you yeah you're like nodding too like yeah Lauren like they're more intense like you're having to stop and like work through them and yeah, so I told you guys to just come pretty much at your leisure. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So Christina and you came over. And that was probably around 9.30 or 10. And he ended up coming at 12.50. Yeah, I remember that now. Because John came over to watch Eleanor. Because I got yep, the puppy at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you need oh, to okay, you need to come over and watch Eleanor. And he made me dinner. And then I came yep. over. It was slow and like casual. Yeah, it was and... really, <clears throat> really relaxed. I do think your arrival helps me like move forward a lot of times it does yeah like it just takes me being there just like okay i know that now this baby truly can come anytime uh-huh so before we go too far into the birth story you wanted to talk more about yeah so essentially like i had back to that it was probably like 37 weeks or something it was by yeah. the time she came to our house and i was like i just want everyone to meet like i want my mom to know who julia is and <laughs> they're both gonna be there and yeah. um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't even know what, like, caused it, but I had, like, this emotional break of, like, uh -huh. here, like, I'm just fear, I think my biggest fear was, like, that I wouldn't be transported. I think that was it. You kept saying, like, I'm afraid, like, the contractions are going to be too much, and, like, I'm afraid I can't do it. I'm afraid I can't do it. I kept hearing you say, well, like... Well, right. Like, I, I knew I could handle the contractions. I think I was afraid that something would happen, or, like, pushing the baby out would be too hard, or, like, that that I would have to get transported. Yeah. And I couldn't, like, I remember talking to you about that weeks before, like, and Todd's like, it's it's fine. Like, I, I feel like we're going to have this baby at home. And I was like, but you don't know that. You don't know. It's so hard. And you asked me, you looked me, like, straight in the eyes. It was at that appointment. And you said, do you want to have the baby in a hospital? You need to answer that question. Because, like, you were asking me, is my root fear, 
Like, do I actually want to be in hospital and not have a home birth? And I assured you, like, it wasn't. But it was a good question. I was like, that's a fair question for someone. I remember someone. it was a little bit uncomfortable it for was. me. It was. But I had to. Yeah. You're like, I know that it's in you. Like, that's why I appreciate you. You will tell people what they need to hear when they need to hear it. But we didn't really have any of those moments. And it wasn't, like, attacking. But I was like, she, like, that was a good question for her to ask. Because if I... Like, what if it was coming from a place of, like, I don't actually want this baby here. Right. I, you need to know that. Like, we need right. to have a plan. But I, like, I sure... And then I I remember praying about that, like, after the appointment. I'm like, okay, I am... Like, I do want a home birth. And so, yeah. like, how am I going to get there to make that happen? Um, I think another fear that, like, I, I didn't really, like, voice because I didn't want... I didn't want there to be this, like... It was kind of, like, a awkward, petty, like... Thing that I was scared of, but I was nervous that we were like paying for a home birth and then we'd have hospital costs too. Oh yeah. And like, but I was like, but that's so like, God will take care of it if it happens. Like he already yeah. knows how this is going to unfold. Like who cares? But in my head, I'm like, but we, we can't, like I, we can't pay for all of that. Like that was such well, like a silly true thing, but it was, it was scary to me. I like, mean, it's a real, we're investing all of this in yes. the home birth and like, mm-hmm. but again, I, I told myself, I'm like every person that that's happened to, like it's okay. You Has it ruined anyone's way. life? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I remember that being like part of it too. And yeah. And you like assured me like, God knows what's going to happen before, before we do. And like, he knows how this is going to unfold. But also we were at, Todd and I were at a park like a couple weeks before and, and he's like, but like psychologically, like if you keep telling yourself that you might transport, like you might transport. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah, like being a psychology teacher, I was like, look, people are self-fulfilling prophecies. Like if you can talk yourself into doing really good or like struggling, it's amazing what the mind can do. And I just think that like, it's important to have a really good mindset and just stay mentally positive. And I thought Lauren did a great job with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I needed you to tell, like, tell me it again. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I rolled my, like, Todd knows, I rolled my eyes hard at him. Like, you're not experiencing this, though. Like, it's easier <laughs> said than done. And Todd's one of those people who's like, just don't do it. Like, j- just don't. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not easy. But it, it's so good for me. Like, Todd is Todd is very good for me. I'm, a, I'm an emotional, like, overthinker. And he's very logical and, and thoughtful. And um, it was a good, yeah, it was a good balance. Yeah. Yeah, so we came. Well, yeah, so that, the story. that release, I could oh, tell right, right. every visit after that. I was you, confident. Yeah, you were confident and you were way more relaxed. Like, yep. I didn't think that you were holding on to anything yeah. after you released I needed that. it, and I told you that. You came back, and I was like, wasn't that nice? And you're like, yep, that needed to happen. Yep. I can't make anyone do it. But, <laughs> yeah. like, I can't tell someone, like, at this appointment, you need to have your breakthrough. Yeah. No, but, um... And then yeah. the same, like, release and let go happened when we got here for your labor. Yeah. I, it was something really silly again, but you were checking the heart rate and um, taking my blood pressure. And Sweet Claire, in the last, actually pretty much when we started checking the heartbeat on Connor at all the prenatals, um, she would, she would, like, she knew what you were doing. And so I'd say, Julie is coming back to do the heart rate, heart rate. And we both made the sound, yeah. And you did it, and I like just pictured her little face and like voice saying, 
And I like lost it. I'm like, and I don't even know if she was going to be there. But I was like, but she's not here. She's at this hospital and like she's sick. And it, yeah, again, it kind of needed to happen. Like I didn't really know I was holding on to like that fear of her not being, yeah, just being sick and not being around. Um, but I needed to let that go before uh-huh. I could enter in. And then things things picked up. I had kind of told you, like, I'm having inconsistent contractions, but, like, they're happening, and I do think they're getting more intense. And you asked me, do I do I want to be checked? And I was like, I, I think, like, I wasn't going to ask for one, but it might, I said it might be helpful. And my mom was like, it might be helpful. Yeah, like, <laughs> nudging. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. And I was like, it can't hurt. Like, right. I just knew I wasn't going to do a ton of them. I wasn't going to, like... I was so surprised when I checked. I was yeah, like, you... I think we both thought I was probably between, like, like around four. I don't know. Like, yeah. And wasn't I, like, almost nine mm-hmm. when you checked? Yeah, yeah, you were almost complete. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well... Let's get the show on. Let's make sure everything's set up and ready to go now. Yeah. <laughs> and at that, that time had passed. Like, you came in really... I love this, too, about their entrance. Like, Christina and you both, like, rolled in... Just so, like, chill. Yeah. I'm um, going to enter the bird space. Yeah. Yep. We came in, kind of made ourselves comfortable in the, the family room, and you had the pool set up, and you thought you were going to birth in the pool. Yeah. yeah. That was another really big part of our plan, and I told you I was holding the plan with an open hand. I didn't want... I didn't want to have, like, a huge... Can you hold that just... Um, I didn't want to have it like a huge expectation. So I wanted to have a plan, but I didn't want to have something I was holding on to so tightly that if it crumbled, I lost it. Like I, I was like, I have a loose plan. <laughs> um, I, I would love a water birth. I thought it would just be easier. And um, why did you end up getting out of the water? I think I asked you to. You asked me to pee. And then you just didn't get back in. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember knowing I shouldn't get back in. Um, so we, Thank yeah, we, God Todd was there. No. <laughs> I know. So we filled, yeah, we filled the pool with the intention of, of having it in there. And I got in twice. I got once in for relief and another time for um, as it was getting closer and I was handling contractions. And I was getting a little too comfy. And you were like, you were like, you got to sit up a little bit. Like gravity's not doing its thing. It was true. And I got out. Oh, you had told me like, you can, you can pee in the pool like, if you need to pee and, and you're good. But I think then you asked me, um, are you, would you like to pee for me? And I was like, right here, like in, in the bathroom. And you're like, in the bathroom. And I knew, I just knew. I was like, Julia's asking me because it's going to get things moving. <laughs> and like, I did have to pee, but I knew. Like, she was like, she wants me moving. And so I did. I got up and. Well, you were tired too, because it was like, min, uh, it was close to midnight and you yes. had been at it like. Yes. The night before, too, not yeah, you not fully, yeah, not fully, but you weren't, yeah, entirely. I did get a, I did get a lot of like day rest, which was helpful. I remember getting a good nap and stuff. Um, but yeah, so and we and we joked because Connor was born on Halloween, and I told Julia at like my last prenatal, I'm like, I really don't want a Halloween baby. I just like (laughs) not into that holiday. It's like not. I mean, I'll celebrate it with her kids, but like it's not something like people rave over Halloween. We are not those people. And I was like, oh, just like, do we have to have a costume party every year for his birthday? And I just like looked at Todd like, are you kidding? Like, I don't want that. And I was laboring on the 30th all day. And I remember sitting in the tub or in the pool 
playing, like the music was playing and everyone's just cool, calm. And it was like 1150 and we all looked at each other and we're like, this baby isn't coming today. Like it's going to be a Halloween baby. So there was no way I was going to be in labor for another 24 hours. Like he is going to come. He's just not coming before midnight. Uh-huh. There, and I was not ready. Like he was not going to come in 10 minutes. So, um, uh, yeah, so we all just kind of like laughed about that, but I ended up getting up off the to- or out of the tub onto the toilet, had intense contractions there, came back out. You actually was- started to get vocal at that point, yes. I remember. And I came out and I, Todd was there and I said, oh, there's another, before I share that, you, when you checked me, you didn't say the term cervical lip, mm-hmm. but you were like, it was, you were basically telling me that. And I had a lot there, like if you listen to home birth like stories like that has a very negative connotation like everyone's like in order to fix it the midwife had to stick her hand up and like move it and it was it was the most painful part more painful than pushing out the baby and all you said was like this is what's happening if you do this specific exercise every time you have a contraction where you you lean onto Todd and he pulls up on like your belly to move that like it it will like re- kind of fix itself mm-hmm. and I was like that's not too bad and she's like it won't be comfortable but like it's like just do it and I was like I will do it yes mm-hmm. and again they weren't comfortable but like it was a pretty easy fix like it wasn't that bad so Todd and I had been doing those for probably a half hour before getting back in the pool then I ended up getting out whatever going to the bathroom coming back out and I remember just feeling like he gravity just has to do its thing and if I get back in the pool it's not going to work Mm -hmm. and I don't know I just like I as much as I wanted to be in that pool and I could have guys I was standing right next to it like beside the pool it was like this like game like but I'm not gonna get in I'm just not gonna do it I thought like should I did I ask you like do you want to get back in the pool you might have I might have I don't remember but I remember screaming then (laughs) I remember thinking it like she could just step right back in the pool I think you did I think you did offer it to me and I was like no I feel like I feel like I'm making progress here like I feel like things are moving moving along here so I was using Todd as a Todd literally was holding like every pound of your weight I think he was yeah. because you were on your toes yeah. when you pushed him out and that's something that we talked about at a postpartum visit and not the first one because you were letting me process all of it uh-huh. and I was really darn proud of myself because I did not think I was gonna have that baby standing up right beside the pool like yeah. it my the plane kind of did crumble but in like a great way it was fine but at like the third or fourth one you're like you actually kind of weren't surrendering because you were on your tiptoes and you were not bearing down. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> so it took, it probably took longer than it needed to. Um, but it, yeah, it was. Your body was doing it and it was like, I don't care. Get out of the way. Yes, I'm going to do yeah. this. <laughs> and gr- like I was standing up and it was just coming down. It was, it was the, yeah, it was just the hardest, the hardest thing I've done. It was the most painful part. I could, I told you, if I could take another 24 hours of labor contractions and get a baby out without having to push the head out, I would do that. I would do a whole, I would do two days of it probably, of contractions, <laughs> um, the pushing but baby out. But you surrendered to the contractions. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was like kind of just going into this and I was like, well, I'll probably just sit there and if, if she needs water, I'll get Lauren water and then like all of a sudden pretty much Lauren just like she just was standing up she wasn't in the pool and I was helping support her and I'm like well okay, we're gonna do this 
get it done now. So yeah, it was totally different than my expectation. Like I fe- kind of felt like I was going to be worthless, but yeah, you I was pretty just, vital. Yeah. It ended that, up being a pretty, I was pretty involved and I thought that was really, it was really cool how that worked out. Yeah. I also thought the same way and I wouldn't have said worthless, but like, I just thought Todd would be like my hand holder, my like, Again, we we ca- we call him the water boy because we're like, if you can do yeah, anything yeah. during the birth and you don't want to like be catching the baby, mm-hmm. then you can like make sure she's hydrated. And that's what Julia said. Like, you're the water boy. Like, that's what you're gonna do. And he's like, cool, I like it. And we <laughs> talked about how like he just need needed told what to do. So, and I remember coming out and saying like, I need to hold on to you right now, which yeah. is true. And I just kind of like let it happen. And that's when I started making noises I've never heard myself make before. And they were very, like, that was also a kind of a part that surprised me. I, like, screamed really, like, high and loud, um, which I knew I wasn't bearing down. Like, reflecting on that, I could have I could have allowed myself to go deeper. It's like, scary. But, yeah. And in that moment, you were doing what you had to do right. to get your baby out. Yep. And it was working, so. It was working. It was funny. There was no point in me trying to get you yeah. to do something else because he was coming. Yep. And all I could think was, okay, the standing up ones are the slipperiest ones. <laughs> Let me brace myself yeah. because, and just like every baby that comes out when mom's standing, I literally just like scoop them into my chest to because make sure you catch them. Yeah. They are so slippery. I remember telling my mom I wanted a video. And actually, when we talked about the plan, Christina said, like, I'll, I'll videotape. But the way our room was set up, the pool was taking up the entire living room, and I was on the other side. Did your and mom get anything on video? She got the whole thing. She yeah, did? I have the video of it. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's literally just, like, my butt, pretty much. Like, like she got up close. You could see him coming out and everything, but it's like that for 10 minutes. So, yeah. But it's, it is cool to have a memory. I've shared it with a couple people, yeah. um, including your mom and Julie, who were, like, really excited yeah. about um, seeing it. And they loved, we've just talked about, like, how cool it was that we really like shared that experience. <laughs> like you felt him come out and yeah. you said that you're like, I felt your belly, like lose the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really fascinating. But I thought my mom would maybe play more of a part and she, I mean, she did, but in a totally different way, she was recording. Christina was on the side where all your stuff was and you weren't leaving. You're like, I will stay here uh-huh. because if this baby comes out, I have to catch it. And so Christina was a runner and she just got you everything. Um, and Julie and I laughed cause in the video we re, re- we replayed it and um julie todd's sister was like i love that christina's just like yes ma'am she just like did what needed to be done and i was like that's christina like she's just she just gets it done too like they're a great team yeah um you were like basically back behind me like adding i think you added like aloe and oil or something yeah kind of eased a little bit of that made it a little bit more like i just i i also felt very like soothing uh huh. Um, it took a while for his head to come out. I mean, a while as in like I probably pushed for ten minutes, so it wasn't a while in the grand scheme of things. But it felt like a long time. I kept feeling like his head was out, and you're like, not yet. Uh-huh. And then you're like, but it's coming. Like you're almost there. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't like stop. It was just there were pauses, and like I know yeah. this, this needs to be done. And then his body. Probably like a, I don't know, probably two more contractions after that before his body yeah, came out. Yeah, because you had a, it can, you had his head come out and then waited for another contraction. Yep. Before his body came. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that, that was cool too because you like weren't worried. And I, I had listened to enough birth stories where I'm like, that's very possible that the head comes out and you don't hear anything yet. And like, it's okay. Like, it's very and I was normal. prepared for that even in the water birth, like for him to come out and not, not all at once. Because um, the shoulders have to restitute. Yeah. They have to turn. Yeah. And that rotation doesn't always happen right away. Right away or quickly. Yeah. 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 So we're just hanging out there and you, it's cool to watch the video because I get to see what you were doing that I couldn't see. And you were like just kind of suctioning what you could and what, wipe, not suctioning yet, wiping him because he was upside down. So all the fluid that's coming out of me is on to Connor. Like it's just dropping on him. Mm-hmm. And I remember I also had this like very rational fear that I was told it was a boy and thought it was going to be a girl. <laughs> and one of my questions I asked you, is it a boy? Is it a boy? And like we knew, like we knew it was, but uh, we, we didn't get a medical ultrasound. We got two um, ultrasounds at what they call like an ultrasound boutique. And it's just like, they can't give you medical advice, but you get to see the baby and they tell you the gender, but like, that's it. We didn't like do the anatomy scan. So, um, I, yeah, I just had this and she was really good. Like we liked the lady who did it, but I was like, not convinced that it was right for some reason. And I was like, we have all these boy clothes. I don't know. We, you know, it's whole nurseries. Of boy. I just like really wanted to be sure he was a boy when he came out. Um, well, I did just have one that they got blood work, no ultrasounds, but blood work. And it said it was a boy. And I caught it? that baby and I was like, that's a vagina. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Keep your mouth shut because I wanted to blurt out, wait, it's a girl, you know, but yeah. I never tell the yeah. parents, yeah. like, that's for you to find out. out. And I handed the baby off and I heard the dad say, honey, I think we got a girl. <laughs> we got. We've been given. That's awesome. That's so crazy. And I was like, I was prepared for it. It was funny. I'd been thinking about it a lot, which is weird because like, yeah, it was just like one of those things I like hyper focused on. But um, yes, he came out and you were like suctioning like all the fluid and stuff. And then we heard his cry. You guys helped me sit down in a chair behind me. And I just went back and forth between like, I was, it was like such a sweet moment. I was holding him. You pat. Yeah, like you passed him. How'd that work? Through your legs, I think. Yeah, so he was behind me, and I had to lift my leg to so that I could hold him, and the umbilical cord would be in front of me and right. not behind me. Um, but I, like you held him and then gave him right to me. I sat down, and in the video and the pictures, you can see like my face go from like joy to like oh my gosh, this hurts. Just like up and down, like a little roller coaster because it was one of the worst pains. It was just like a stinging feeling, like everything stings. Um, so you, you guys got me like the ice pack things and I sat there for a little bit, um, probably like five or 10 minutes. And then you're like, Lauren, you're gonna be more comfortable in your bed. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I know. How am I going to get there though? Like, I don't want to walk at all, yeah. <laughs> but I also did not want to stay in that chair. Like that was not the plan. Well, and I think we wanted you get to get up because your placenta, placenta had detached, yep. but we it hadn't to seen it out. yet. So we wanted, you know, to use gravity yep. and let it just fall out. And that was nice too, because I, I like bared weight on you and you and I think Christina caught the placenta. Yeah. Or I was holding on to Christine and you caught it. Someone. But I was holding on to two people and you're like, just kind of cough. Like, it'll come. And I was scared. I'm like, yeah, everything stings. I don't want to push anything else out. Right. But I knew it had to come out. Uh-huh. And it, it it doesn't. Like, it doesn't feel like a baby at all. It's so, like, squishy and malleable, malleable and stuff. But yeah, that came out. And this was another, like, super funny part. I did not, like, prepare. Todd was, like, ready for anything. But I didn't prepare Todd or my mom to, like, 
except that I was like delaying cord clamping. Like, I guess I just like didn't think about telling oh. them. I just knew I was doing it. Like we didn't have yeah. to rush anything. And, um, I think you guys had a side conversation after I was in bed with the placenta and my mom's like, and I'm like, I don't know. It, like the my placenta is like beside me and he's just so attached. And and my mom was like really curious. And at some point I was like, no, I'm actually like gonna keep it hooked <laughs> to this for a while. Like it's really good. And they're both like, oh, like, like okay, Lauren, sounds good. Like my mom especially, she's so funny with like her reactions. I wish I could like film her. She's, her eyes were like big in the background, like, oh. Yeah. All right. Like whatever you want to do, Lauren. Uh huh. Um, I just think there's a lot to be said for like going to your bed immediately. Like that was a really big benefit. I think just like being able to go to the bedroom and relax, and you're obviously in pain, but I mean, just being at home and it's having that access to like familiarity, I think really helped with the recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We literally just got to sleep together the first night, like with him and. Yeah, we actually and, slept. <laughs> and then um, we were going to make you a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you needed to get reconstituted. Right. Yeah. I was I was just in pain. Like I needed to get comfortable. You guys put another ice pack on. And then Christina, this was something I didn't really think about or talk about, like what to do with the placenta. I had kind of accepted like placenta encapsulation was just too expensive. And I like didn't, I didn't want to do it. Like I hadn't looked into it. Um I think I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to pay for it, but I knew all the benefits of it. And Christina walks in and she's like, Lauren, do you want me to make you a smoothie with your, some of your placenta in it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can do that. Like you would do that right now with my blend. Like, okay. Uh, she's like, yeah, no problem. And I love, I love this about you guys too. Like you'll just get, like, she just went into my kitchen and she found all the things she needed. Like yeah. I was like, there's some frozen fruit somewhere. Like, I don't know. <laughs> get it's spinach in the fridge. Like, so she found exactly what she needed made it, brought it in. And I was a little nervous. Like I looked at you guys and I was like, am I going to taste it? Like, I don't know. Like I'm prepared. I was very prepared to like knowing all the benefits of it and that people do encapsulate it and stuff. I was like, this is good. Like, but no, I hadn't heard of anyone making like a placenta smoothie. That was, did you taste it? No, I didn't. And I can tell you, I made, well, I'll get there first. So uh, tasted the smoothie and I was like, I can't taste anything. It tastes like a fruit smoothie. So that was really cool. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> and I thought it was like one and done. I also didn't know. I obviously saw the placenta. You showed us it. This was after you did the exam. She would have done it after that. So you like showed us the different parts of it and the casing and what actually came out when my water was leaking. I think it was part of the placenta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got a picture of Connor like with it and he was it was probably like almost two hours. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you asked me like, are you okay if we do this now? And I'm like, yep, yeah, because like nothing was pulsing anymore mm-hmm. and it was fine. Um, I was just happy to have done it like that long. I think he even nursed when yeah. he was, um, when they were still attached, but so she made the smoothie, whatever the next morning. I, yeah, I didn't taste it. I remember getting a picture with it. I was like, and um just thought like okay then that that's done like one and done had some placenta smoothie nutrients awesome and then I get up the next morning at some point go out to like get a snack another thing that you just get to do like you get to go make yourself breakfast in the morning or I don't know what I did probably got a glass of water and um I sat with Connor on the couch and I found the bowl 
with my placenta in it in my fridge. And I was like, my mouth just dropped. I'm like, my placenta's in my fridge. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, it just didn't cross my mind. And once it was there, I'm like, oh yeah, they can't just like throw that away without asking. And I had heard enough stories about that too, like that the hospitals do. Like they don't ask you what you want them with an organ from your body, but like you should have a say. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just, I, I think I told like Todd and my mom, I'm like, the placenta's here. Like they left it. And my mom's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and so I, I, yeah, at that day I made, once I was feeling better, it would have been later in the day. I think I cut off a piece or two and I texted Christina and said, so how'd you make that? Like how much did you put in? She's like quarter size, like, like chunks of it basically. Um, I looked up how long it could stay in the fridge and it was like three to four days. Um, and when I think it was like on the third day, I was like, I'm going to cut this thing up and freeze it. Yeah. Like, it's it lasts so good. In the freezer. Yeah. It's just so good for him and, and me. And, um, I don't know anyone else that's done this, but like what could go wrong? Like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know, meat or whatever. Like it reminded me of that. So I put on a pair of leftover gloves <laughs> that you guys had left that didn't didn't get used and I went out to the kitchen one day without anyone else um and just like I think I don't even know what I used I think scissors or some like kitchen scissors and froze them in like chunks so I could just put two in a smoothie like every day I want to make one yeah and I got to the very end of like the stash it was probably like a month so I didn't eat, drink one every day but at least every other got to the last one and there were three left and I was like, so do I put two in or like say, or do two smoothies? And I put three in. It was the only time that I could taste like blood. Oh. Like I taste, like I, yeah, I didn't tell you that. I told Julie because I knew Julie was like, like, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I am. And that was like, I'm so glad it was the last one because if I would have made that mistake before, like I wouldn't have probably done it. But just like, it's literally like, any any amount I put in would have been good and so I could have probably just put like you know one in a day um because any it was just benefiting me no matter like what um but yeah I remember being like a month out and I was like all right this is like the last one let's do it and it was the only time that I could taste it not even it wasn't bad it was just like a hint of like I just needed some more like fruity goodness. And you guys said like, you just want something dark, like berries, berries like yeah. make it so you just don't even remember it's in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to share that story with another girl actually who had a home birth two months after me. She had found out I had a home birth. We talked about her upcoming one. And I told her, I was like, so I'm just going to encourage you. Like if you're willing and you don't want to do the placenta encapsulation, like you could do this. Like I did it. And she was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to, I think I'm going to do that. So that was really cool just to share that story. Like you, yeah. you can do anything, I guess. I mean, it's your body and yeah, um, it's cool to say that I like got to benefit from that. It's wild. Like I would have never, that was not part of my plan. Yeah. It just was in my fridge one day and I said, why not? So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, what a good story. <laughs> I love it. All of it. Todd, what else? What, what parts do you want to add? I just want to say, like, I just want people to know that it's it's more than just like a process. Like it was a life memory and like one that we'll always remember. And I just think it's uh, incredibly beneficial in so many ways. And I just really enjoy telling people about how it went. And it's just a really fun, awesome uh, family memory. And um, God is good. And I'm just so thankful for everything Julia 
uh, did with us. It, mm-hmm. it was fantastic, and I couldn't I couldn't be any more emphatic with how I would re- recommend uh, people go this route. I think it's yeah. I think it's a no brainer. So yeah, I agree. I would call it transformational. It yeah. was like it's not one of those things where you're like I wanna. I like want to do it again next week, (laughs) but it was so the entire like journey. It's a journey. It was just such a good journey. I feel like I grew so much as a person. Um, Yeah. I was just challenged in a lot of ways that I didn't know I'd be challenged in just taking charge of taking charge of a lot of things. I remember telling Julia, like, I'm a good rule follower. Can you just tell me what to do? And you're like, no, like you get to decide that. And I was like, okay, Todd, do you want to tell me what to do? No, (laughs) you decide. Um, And that was hard for me sometimes. I'm like, I just want someone to tell me the next thing. And it was, everything was a choice. Yeah. It was just a really good growth opportunity and chance to work together as a husband and wife team. And it was, it was, it was challenging, obviously. I mean, more so for Lauren than me, but um, it definitely, definitely fun when you look back on it. And it was, it was a blessing for sure. Right. That's awesome. I like yeah. having just like a, I think I would encourage anyone planning a home birth to like remind yourself of that like open hand, closed fist kind of idea. Like, I really think that that helped me do what needed to be done, even though it didn't look the way that I, it looked, was what I thought it would look like. I really thought I was going to have that baby in the water and I didn't, but it, I didn't, it wasn't traumatic. Like it wasn't, um, I remember Julia coming over a couple of days out and I was like, I didn't think it was going to go that way, but I'm really glad like it did happen. Um, that's a memory in and of itself. It was really cool to have to have been bonded to Todd in that way. And yeah. Yeah. And even just the like the postpartum care too is so cool. Like you don't if you go to an OB, you just see them at the six week appointment, and you go to your pediatrician, um, and they do ask you some some questions about postpartum, but they they don't really there's there's not a lot of like genuine concern there, um, and a like a, an immense amount of concern for the baby when really it should be a little shared, and that's how I felt. Um, Julia came and checked in and would like weigh Connor and make sure I was well and then like really just cared like how are you how are you feeling Mm -hmm. um how's breastfeeding and uh that was really like cool too we just got to lay low like I stayed in my house and I didn't leave and I grew a lot through the last four months too with decision making so it's been really it's been a good journey um I feel different as a person but in a really good way so I love that yeah you got this handsome little guy yeah, he's big now. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, we don't know what the future holds with kids, but uh, we know <laughs> we know what route we go next time again for sure. Yeah, if, if it awesome. comes to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. On Thanks our for podcast. letting us. Yeah. This yeah. is so fun. I think we're excited too. Yeah. It's fun to share. Definitely. Yeah. God is good. Yep. Yes, he is. All right. Till next time, everyone. Yeah.